This episode of Believe in People is brought to you by Resiliency and Happiness. Resiliency 2023 is September 8th. You won't want to miss it. It's bringing you the largest resiliency experience on the planet, focused on personal empowerment and promoting strategies to enhance resiliency. This experience brings together inspirational speakers, empowering clinicians, talented artists, life-changing authors, and noted professionals, all dedicated to enhancing our ability to bounce forward and thrive. Don't forget to register. Registration is free at resiliencyandhappiness.com. We'll see you September 8th, 2023. if there is some sort of playbook or guide that can lead us to happiness. Well, today's guest is the founder of the Happiness Studies Academy, a university of happiness, I guess, who created a certificate in happiness studies. Now, isn't that something we could all spend a little more time studying? And his name is Dr. Tal Ben-Shahar, who's made it his goal to promote happiness. Tal, welcome to Believe in People. Thank you, Amy. It's great to be here. Well, we appreciate your time because we know that it's your um, life's work, actually, to study, research, you teach, you promote happiness. And I'm going to get right to it. Um, what do you think are the common, or in your, your opinion, what are the common misconceptions or myths about happiness? And how can we better understand and you know live happier lives based on that? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, there, there are quite a few misconceptions uh, because while you know n- none of us would uh, venture to to say that we're experts in in physics, um, many of us uh, believe that we're experts in in happiness. Um, and just like there is a science behind physics, there is a science of happiness. Now, the biggest uh, barrier. To happiness and misconception is that people believe that it's actually possible to be happy all the time. That is uh, their expectation. That is uh, their goal. Whereas having this expectation and having this goal is uh, counterproductive. We'll actually be less happy. Uh, we'll experience uh, many more painful emotions. What we need to realize is that these emotions, sadness, anxiety, fear, uh, envy, uh, and so on are natural. They're real and they're here to stay. The question is not whether or not we'll experience, the question is what do we do when we experience them? Wow, well, (laughs) I was just thinking about the phrase life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness there while you were saying that it's impossible to be happy all the time. I'm even gonna dial it back a little bit further because I want you to answer this. What is happiness? Right, so, Again, there are many definitions of happiness. And here, you know, it is really free for all. There are probably 8 billion or or more definitions out there. Um, The definition that I use and and work with is that happiness comprises the five elements of SPIRE. SPIRE is an acronym standing for spiritual well-being, physical well-being, intellectual, relational, and emotional well-being. So each one of these elements of well-being are an important, indispensable part of happiness. Spiritual well-being is about a sense of meaning and purpose and about being mindful and present. Uh, 
physical well-being is about physical exercise. It's about recovery. It's about nutrition. Intellectual well-being is about learning. It's about curiosity. Relational well-being, number one predictor of happiness. Quality time we spend with people we care about, who care about us. It's about kindness, generosity towards others and towards oneself. And finally, emotional well-being. Well, that's about embracing painful emotions and, of course, cultivating pleasurable ones. Well, that's a Kev. Are you on that? <laughs> I thought you were going to say I mean, that's that's a mouthful. Yes, it, it, it is a mouthful. But uh, you know, happiness is uh, is is somewhat uh, complicated. But the, the the nice thing about it is that we can enter the world of happiness through any or all of these five elements. Meaning, if I decide today I'm going to meditate for five extra minutes, or I'm going to start exercising, or I'm going to spend more quality time with my loved ones. Each one of these will affect the whole system, meaning our happiness as a whole. We don't have to do it all, all of the time. In fact, we can't. And, and Tal, do we have to will happiness? Um, we have to be um, motivated uh, to be happy. But, but Amy, actually, this question gets to another barrier to happiness, and that is that paradoxically, if I wake up in the morning and say, um, I want to be happy, happiness is important to me, or, uh, you know, Kevin, I say, well, you know, it's in the Declaration of Independence, I should be happy. So all these approaches towards happiness will actually lead us away from happiness. Now, that's a problem, because most of us want to be happy, you know, it's part of our constitution to, to crave it, to desire it, to value it. And yet the research, and this is research by Iris Moss and others, shows that if you do that, if you will it, if you value it, if you, um, if you directly pursue it, you'll actually become less happy. And the question is, what do we do about that misconception, this understanding that is so pervasive uh, about happiness? And the answer is that we need to pursue happiness indirectly. Let me explain this through an analogy. So uh, you walk outside, it's a beautiful sunny day, and you look at the sun. Now, what happens? You'll hurt yourself. You'll, you'll tear up. It will take away from your pleasure, joy, happiness. However, what if you take that same sunlight and you put it through a prism? And then you look at the outcome of that prism. In other words, you're looking at the sunlight indirectly. Well, then you can enjoy it, savor it. It's the same with happiness. Pursuing it directly will lead to more pain than pleasure, will hurt us more than help us. Frustration. Frustration, exactly. And, and by the way, for some reason, we don't exactly understand why, loneliness. Hmm. However, when you break happiness down, just like you would with the prism, and then pursue those metaphorical colors of the rainbow, you actually become happier. Now, the question, of course, is, so what are these metaphorical colors of the rainbow when it comes to happiness? And the answer is the spire elements. So if I got up in the morning and I say, I'm going to exercise more, that's an indirect way of pursuing happiness. I'll actually become happier. Or if I, I'm going to express more gratitude for what I have rather than take it for granted. That's an indirect way of pursuing happiness. And on and on for each one of these spire elements. And in fact, for each one of the many techniques that are out there. Hmm. So I am inspired to the spire 
before, <laughs> before I aspire. <laughs> but I, I want to ask you this because happiness is something that's been monetized in our world. You can't, you can't open up a Vogue magazine. You can't turn on the TV without people trying to sell you happiness. You're going to feel happy if you've got, if you've got the fancy new car. You're going to feel happy if you've got the fancy new shoes. You're going to feel happier if you've got the perfume. People out there know that we are seeking happiness. Are these people distracting us from, from what real happiness is? Yeah, uh, great question, Kevin. The, the short answer is yes, though let me elaborate. You know, when um, when I started the uh, the Happiness Studies Academy, when you know we created a, a, a master's degree in happiness studies, I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, and many people who 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 know me well, academics who are you know in in my field, said, "Don't use happiness. You know, you're 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 walking into a minefield here because of all the reasons that you just described. You know, get a new car and you'll be happy. You know, get put this makeup on and then you'll really be happy." Um, and my answer to to them and to myself when I was uh, you know debating whether or not to use that word, the answer is that I actually want to have the very conversation that we're having right now. I want to define happiness in a different way so that people will not have a misconception, misunderstanding of what the good life is all about. I'm not against makeup, I'm not against cars, but that's not the answer. To, to happiness, meaning kindness, uh, movement, appreciation. These are all the pathways, the real pathways to happiness. And, and actually to that point, this is really interesting, Tal, because you launched at the, and you said the Centenary University in New Jersey, the world's first master of arts program in, ha in happiness studies. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Cause I know you touch on uh, the business sector, uh, personal sector, educational sector, or I guess social services. Can you, that's fascinating. What, tell us about that. Yeah, uh, thank you for asking about that. And, you know, this is uh, really um, has been my my live stream for, for a long time. So um, 2015, I was uh, on, a, on a transatlantic flight. And you know those flights when you're exhausted, but you're too uncomfortable to actually fall asleep? Well, one of those. So I was, I was having one of those moments and suddenly a question came to mind. And the question was, how is it that there is a field of study for psychology, which is what I've been doing, uh, philosophy, history, biology, geography, you know, law, you name it, but there's no field of study for happiness. Yeah, there is positive psychology, but that's just the psychology of happiness. What about what philosophers had to say about happiness? What about what theologians had to say about it, or neuroscientists, or, or, or movies, or, or literature, or, or economics. Why isn't there a field, or rather an interdisciplinary field, that brings together all these uh, areas and all these you know, very um, wise people who have so much to say about the good life? And I, on that flight, I decided to help uh, create a field of happiness studies. And... Um, so we, we, we created the Happiness Studies Academy. We have a, a certificate program where, you know, where we have students from uh, over 85 countries. And just uh, last October, 
we launched uh, the world's first master's degree in happiness studies with Centenary University. And, uh, you know, Amy, often when uh, you, you fulfill a dream, there's a real, uh, you know, drop after you say, okay, you know, it was, it was better pursuing it or dreaming about it than actually achieving it. That wasn't the case here. I can't tell you how much I enjoy working with the, uh, with, with, with the students and, uh, and, and together creating, because we really are co-creating this, um, th this new field. And um, what it's about is really bringing happiness to life, specifically to the business world, to, um, to, to families. We have many teachers, we have medical doctors who are bringing it to their, to their hospitals, to their, to their practices, you know, so schools, you, you name it, because you increase levels of well-being and so many other things happen as a result. So many nice, um, welcomed byproducts. Yeah. It's kind of interesting um, because we... We're kind of walled off in many ways in our world. So when you're talking about business, education, healthcare, um, there was an interesting article in um, recent New Yorker magazine talking about how many doctors are getting out of the out of the profession because they're not happy because they can't look after their patients properly because they don't have you know there are 26 hours in a day or what have you. Um, I was I was initially going to ask you this, but I'll, I'll sort of I'll mold the two together because Amy loves it when I do that in terms of questions. <laughs> but um, as a society, we're plagued with drug abuse, alcoholism, uh, depression, which perhaps you could let us know whether or not this is a, a you know a happiness issue or or more of a psychological issue. But uh, again, we have people who are burning out, for example, in business. Mm -hmm. um, we don't exactly live in a particularly happy world, do we? Um, uh, Kevin, unfortunately, you're right. Um, levels of depression and anxiety are extremely high, uh, probably an all-time high, at least since the time we dis we started uh, measuring reliably. And um, it, it was pretty bad pre-COVID. It got a lot worse as a result of the pandemic. And um, the question is, of course, okay, so can happiness studies help or, 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 is, or is it redundant? You know, one of my friends during COVID said to me, Tal, shouldn't we quarantine happiness at least for a while? Um, and, and my answer to that is, is absolutely not. Because you see, the science of happiness and those um, antecedents of, of happiness, those things that we can do in order to indirectly pursue happiness, it turns out that they're extremely important if we are to become more resilient, if we are to grow from hardship. So each one of the spiritual, physical, intellectual, relational, and emotional elements of happiness, if you focus on them, yeah, you'll become happier you know, in good times. You'll also become less depressed and less anxious and more resilient or um, again, the analogy that, that was used by one of my teachers, Nathaniel Brandon, what these elements do is they strengthen our psychological immune system. Now, of course, a strong immune system doesn't mean we don't get sick. It simply yeah. means we're more resilient. We get sick less often. And when we do get sick, we recover more promptly. And this is exactly what each one 
uh, or pursuing each one of the spire elements does. Not as a panacea. It doesn't mean we don't need clinical uh, psychology. It doesn't mean we don't need therapy. It doesn't mean we don't need medication. Um, there are many other things that, that we do need if we are to best deal with the um, with a mental health pandemic. Uh, but happiness studies can certainly help a lot. And I think to that point, Tal, you know, it's interesting because as you're creating more awareness, I mean, Kevin, we didn't really know. I mean, if you're pursuing, I want to be happy. And in fact, by saying that or doing that or pursuing that, it's it does the counter um, of that. So that's a really interesting learning. And, and our expectations uh, are not met when we have that understanding. So you imagine if you go to have a study like this, or pardon me, go to um, a school like this, your leaders will be better, your experiences will be better, um, uh, workplaces will be better, uh, people treating one another will be better, because they'll have more of an understanding of uh, what it is um, you need to think about in order to be happy. Is that sort that, of where that, we're going? Yeah, it's exactly right, Amy. And you know, you know, you, you launched us off by asking about misperceptions and misunderstanding. Here's another one. Most people believe that success will lead to happiness. Yeah. That if I achieve this milestone, you know, uh, get into this relationship, you know, have this house, uh, car, money, prestige, you name it, then I'll be happier. Um, that that's not a little wrong. That's very wrong. Success, yeah, does lead to happiness, but it, just a short-term spike in our well-being, and we very quickly go back to where we were before only actually more disappointed or more disillusioned than we were before because we thought this milestone would make us happy and it didn't. But while success doesn't lead to happiness, happiness does lead to more success. Hmm. Why? Because you increase levels of well-being, you become more productive, more creative, innovation levels go up, you become more engaged. You know, Daniel Goleman calls our age the age of distraction. You know, how important is that to be able to focus better? Well, you increase levels of happiness by a little bit. We're not talking radical transformations here. You become more focused, more creative, more innovative, more productive. Your relationships improve, whether it's your personal relationships or teamwork um, in, in, in your office. You become physically healthier as, as a result. So yeah, happiness is good in and of itself, as an end in itself, and it's also a means towards other desirable ends. And these ends are, are important, again, in the workplace, in, in the school, families, of course, and the list goes on. What about self-esteem? Hmm. Kevin, did I ask you to ask this question? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, just knows. So, <laughs> so I, I, I actually uh, wrote my dissertation on, uh, on self-esteem. Wow. On, on the work of Nathaniel Brandon. See how uh, perceptive I am. You yeah. are, Kevin. Absolutely. <laughs> Mind reading. I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so there is a very strong connection. You know, to be to be exact, it's it's uh, over 0.6 correlation between these two. So they're not identical, but there's a very high correlation between them. And it makes sense because, you know, low self-esteem means, uh, you know, I wake up in the morning and I... I don't like myself. Very difficult to be happy uh, in, in, um, in, in such a situation. Uh, in contrast, if I like myself, if I value myself, I'm much more likely to also do things that will make me happy. Why? Because in the words of Nathaniel Brandon, 
I see myself as worthy of happiness. And it's actually mind boggling just how many people, not consciously, but subconsciously do not perceive themselves as worthy of happiness. In other words, they would do things that actually really actively hurt their levels of well-being until they think about it, until they analyze it, until they realize that there is another way. So yes, self-esteem and happiness are almost two sides of um, of, of the same coin, the coin of uh, you know of living the full and fulfilling life. Very interesting. Oh, and I know we're almost running out of time, but I want to ask you one question. How did you get into this? What's the interest for you, Tal? You know, I think for the same reason that most people do much of what they do, and that is... Um, Selfish personal reasons. You know, I, I my dissertation was on self-esteem, not because I had high self-esteem, was because uh, uh, my self-esteem was low and I and, and I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't understand, you know, why? Because, you know, when I look at my life from the outside, you know, I'm, I'm doing well. You know, I did well in athletics. I did well in school. Uh, socially, things were fine. And yet my self-esteem was low and it didn't make sense to me. So I started studying self-esteem for the same reason I started to study happiness. I was unhappy. And wanted wanted to understand why, and and more importantly, what I could do about it. Interesting. Um, just before we get to this uh, last question, I'm going to ask a the penel- penultimate question: Are you happy? <laughs> um, he has to say yes. <laughs> and no, uh, actually, I I don't have to say yes. Okay. Um, but here's what I will say. I can't answer this question, Kevin, and, and, but, and I'll explain why. Because I don't think there is a point before which one is unhappy, after which one is uh, uh, happy. In other words, it's not a binary zero one. Rather, I see happiness as residing on a continuum. So if the question is, uh, are you happier today than you were 30 years ago, when, when, when you started off, the answer is absolutely yeah, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm a lot happier than I was then. At the same time, I most certainly hope to be happier five years from now than I am today. <laughs> so the pursuit of happiness is a lifelong journey and a journey that ends when probably life ends, as far as we know. Interesting. And then I think the question too is, uh, apart from the happiness aspect, um, Tal, we ask this question to all of our guests uh, each week. Uh, why do you believe in people? And why do you have hope for them? Because day in and day out, I see exemplars of uh, overcoming hardship, exemplars of people um, fighting for their own well-being as well as others, and not just fighting for it, uh, winning, succeeding becoming happier, um, journeying along this happier continuum. And each time I see that, um, it's inspiring, Kevin. Each time uh, I see this, it is uh, uh, empowering. And each time I see that, I believe more and more in the indomitable uh, human spirit. Well, Tall, thanks so much for spending uh, this time with us. And of course, uh, let's hope the spire never expires. 
Let's let's continue on the uh, corniness at the end of the show. Thanks for cheering me up, Amy. I know, and I've learned a lot, and I've I thoroughly enjoyed. If you haven't read uh, Tal's book, Happier, it's a fantastic, and it did it speaks to that. It's a fantastic book, and it does make you feel happier. I just want to say that. So thank you so much. Thanks. Thank Tom. you, Amy. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you for doing the work that you are doing. So very yes. important. Thank you so much. Have a good have a good day in the sunshine. <laughs> Indirectly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kev, one thing I've uh, I I thought was really interesting. The what Tall said was, uh, you can't um, you can't um, find happiness. I mean, you can't just sort of um, hope for it or wish for it or lean towards it. It just uh, I, I that was kind of refreshing to know that. You know, so I, I appreciate that he said that because we I think we force ourselves to say uh, I'm going to be happy when I, I think we um, our expectations aren't met when we do that. So that that was a really interesting eye opener for me. Well, it, 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 all the conditions have to be right. It's almost as if it comes through osmosis and the fact that you're you're looking or seeking for it to happen. You just kind of build yourself up for disappointment, perhaps when it doesn't happen. But I can tell you a place where you can seek happiness every week. <laughs> and if you, um, if you subscribe to this podcast, Believe in People, you're going to be in like-minded company. So we'll see you again next week on Believe in People. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, everyone.